Waterfall, the CCW podcast. Hello, this is Waterfall, the water saving podcast. I'm Mike and I'm here with Karen. Hi, Karen. Hello, Mike. Karen, I forgot to say, Karen the guru. <laughs> I think people are getting a bit tired of that by no, now. No, you're getting tired of it. <laughs> Everyone loves it, especially Canadians, but more on that later. <laughs> Karen, surely this is a highlight of your week. Um, It's up there with some of them. <laughs> up there with some of them. Well, there's a loaded comment. So it's great to have you, Karen, but you know, we've got a rival today. We've got another guest on. More on that's coming up. Um, this podcast though, is all about looking at ways to reduce water use. And by doing that, we will help save money, improve the environment and help combat climate change. But there's another side to our water use. It's, it's the water we get rid of. And that's the theme of today's episode. Watch what you flush. Yes, coming up, we'll be discussing what we get rid of down the sink and down the toilet. We'll see that by taking a bit more care of what we flush, we can save money and help both our local community and the environment. And those points aren't well known. The, the sewage and wastewater side of our water service is a bit of a forgotten service. Once we pull the plug, it's down in the sewers and out of sight, and for a lot of us, out of mind. Oh, absolutely right. And it's a, a really glamorous topic. And, and if this uh, glamorous topic isn't enough to float your boat, then you are going to get excited about our, our guest. Steve Grebby is CCW's very own expert and all things sewer related. And he'll be popping in, or should we say plopping in, to tell us <laughs> what we need to know uh, about what we can and can't put down the, to- the toilets and sinks. So all this is very exciting because this is our, our first guest. Because, you know, I don't think producer Tom really counts as a guest. Uh, he's more of a lurker. Um, he's always there in the background lurking. So, Karen, how does it feel to have a rival guru? Are you are you feeling under pressure? Um, I suppose I am, but you're absolutely right. There's nothing Steve doesn't know about sewage. He is really the, the sewage version of you. <laughs> well, there's a description. <laughs> So before we dive into the sewers like a hyperactive rat, don't forget you can get in touch with the show. You can email us at podcast at ccwater.org.uk. And we do love hearing from you. We will, we do write back to everyone who gets in touch. Um, I particularly want to hear from our Canadian listeners because we know that for some reason, and quite unbelievably, we've made it into the top 100 Science and Nature podcasts in Canada. I mean, I've no clue how this has happened. Um, but you know what? I've always loved, I've always loved Canada. Um, I, I lived in Canada actually for a year and I'm very fond of poutine, which is chips with gravy and cheese on top. That's not something you want to put down your sink. <laughs> Definitely not. No. So, so anyway, Canada, we were building a fan base there, Karen. Uh, any strong views on Canada? Um, well, I've never been there, but if our TNS budget will stretch to it, I'd love to go on a fact-finding mission. Okay, so Canadian listeners, invitations to for fact-finding missions for, for Karen, uh, please. Um, but we're also, while we're on the topic of Canada, trying to source a real live actual Canadian to be a guest on the show. So we have one lined up in a few weeks. Hi, Karen, do you know who we're talking about? I think I may do, but another guest, how exciting. I know, and a, a charismatic Canadian. I, I mean, what? who could top that? I know, Steve Grebby, who's coming up very, very soon. This podcast is brought to you by CCW, the voice for water consumers.
So first of all, before we get our guest on, why does all this matter? Why does what we flush and what we put down our sinks matter, Karen? Um, I mean, in its simplest form, what we flush or drain away can cause blockages in our pipes and in the sewers. This can often be a combination of fats, oils and grease poured down the sink or things like wet wipes flushed down the toilet. It all collects together over time and these blockages can cause the content of the sewers to back up and then flood people's homes and businesses, which is an absolutely horrific service failure. Imagine how disgusting it is. That's the thing. I can't. And, and you know, just having things in your home that you don't want, you know, I, sewage it's a it feels like a violation i mean it's disgusting and it's you know and and it, it's just imagine you know, you've got kids in your house for example and having your house flooded with sewage it is horrific and the, the smell must be horrible and you're just having to put up with that until it's cleaned up and i'm getting cleanup doesn't doesn't take you know it, it doesn't happen overnight does it no i mean I, th- I think you know most people's experiences it takes a long time to recover from it yeah, no, it's absolutely disgusting. I can't think of anything worse for people. We know it causes a lot of distress uh, and actually can lead to mental health issues. So this is really uh, serious stuff. And I think the thing to remember is what, what you flush may not cause uh, your home to flood with sewage. It might cause a blockage somewhere else. So what you flush could cause your friends, family, local schools or hospital or to flood with sewage. Um also, the sewage from blockages can find its way into the natural environment and can cause damage to habitats and ecosystems. We, we've seen cotton buds and condoms on beaches. They've all come from what we flushed. And, and that is quite a strong visual image there that, you know, we, we've all seen that, you know, a mess on the, on, on the beach. And some of that has come from the contents of, of, of our sewers. And, and, you know, one of the things as, as, a, as a parent, it really strikes me is that, that it matters on all sorts of levels. So I, I particularly have this image of my, my oldest daughter when she was a toddler. She she used to uh, sit on the beach, quite happily making sandcastles. I'd like turn away to remove the sand from her belly bod. I'd turn back and there she'd be literally eating handfuls of sand, hom, 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 like stuffing it in her face, like happy as Larry, just munching away. And, and you're like, suddenly that makes you so paranoid about what's in that sand. How clean is that sand? Oh my word, I've just seen sand just a few meters away with a cotton bud or a condom. It's absolutely horrific. And it really makes you sensitive to that. And I think it's really worth remembering that stuff from our toilets under certain circumstances can end up on the beach. And it is it's really horrible. It, it, I mean, it is concerning that the things that we flush un, under some circumstances can, send, uh, can end up in the environment. I mean, this isn't pleasant, but it's important to remember and uh, does remind us all that we've got to watch what we flush. Now, we've recently done some research on this topic, and, and I do love the research we do because it's always so in- insightful. And we, we surveyed people on their awareness of that connection between what they do with water in their homes and how they get rid of water in their homes uh, and that and that connection with uh, the impact it could have on the environment. I think it was a really interesting piece of research, but it did show quite a mixed picture. That, that's right. I mean, when, when we asked um, people um, about their basic understanding of, you know, where, was there a connection with what they use um, at home and uh, the, the wider environment, there was a fairly high level of recognition that it must have some impact. But when we asked them to sort of come up with a bit more specific information, they really struggled to identify what 
what those connections were and what those impacts might be. Um, it was slightly higher with um, what you flush down the loo. Um, but people weren't thinking about the problems that fat soils and grease can have when you uh, rinse them down the sink. And I think you just hit the nail on the head earlier when you said that you know, it, it could lead to your home flooding, but you could also be doing damage to other people's homes or people in your community. And th- that implication is is so s- severe there. That and th- But when the awareness is, is low, that's a really bad combo. So, you know... Yeah, let's cut to the chase. What what should we flush down the loo? Well, it's basically the the, the three P's: um, paper, poo, and pee. So, not to be mistaken for another different three P's: ponies, pickle, and plasters. <laughs> no, definitely not. So, when you say paper, it's going to be toilet paper, right? That's right. Um, you know, toilet paper is designed to break down very quickly. Um, so, uh, you know, as I say, that that's a really important um, point to make. And what about sinks? What are the, what are the rules there? Um, well, again, I think uh, with, with sinks, you, you want to avoid um, any fat soils and grease, um, which can cause blockages or, again, damage the environment. And these uh, fat soils and greases, they're often what water sector nerds like to call fogs. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> it does make it quite easy to remember, although I'm, I'm a former meteorologist, so fog means something completely different. Um, and you'd be hard pressed to get some fog, actual fog down the toilet. In fact, that would be impossible. But, but, but can you give like fat soils and greases? Can you bring that to life? What's that? What's that mean? What's that look like? Well, it's it's the sort of thing you know that's you know the oil that's left in a frying pan. You know the the uh, if you're doing a roast dinner, for example, you know it's the the the, the grease and the fat that's left in the bottom of the baking tray. Um, you know, it it's very easy um, to just think that you can tip everything down the sink, but you can't. CCW passionate about championing the best interests of everyone who uses water now and in the future. Steve is a big. Big moment. I'm going to welcome our first guest. It's Steve Grebby, CCW's expert. I don't know if this is an all-time low or an all-time high when the guest applauds himself. There's nobody else here. <laughs> Steve, go back you, yourself, mate. You're, you're, you told me that. You're our, you're our first guest. How do you feel about that? Delighted. Honoured. What can I say? What can I say? It doesn't make me a special guest. It does make you a special guest. You're special, Steve. I feel anyway. very special. Good. Um, look, we've, we're, we're, we're talking about sinks and toilets, and I know you absolutely love it. Poo. You've, you've been talking poo. sinks, toilets, and poo, poo almost all your career. I have, yes. There is a name for that. Sad. Well, there's a different name for that, which I think we can't really say on the podcast. Already, <laughs> producer Tom's looking worried. Uh, he's sending yeah. me memos saying no more guests. Um, but look, we, we've been talking about the, the three P's uh, for what you shouldn't be flushing down, well, what you should flush down the loo, and fogs for, for, for sinks. Um, but what what should we do with the stuff that you shouldn't, you shouldn't flush? You know, so, bin so, it. Bin it. Very simple. Bin it. Is it really the only things that? that go down the loo. Paper, pee and poo. Paper as in toilet paper, no other paper. Three P's, paper, pee and poo go down the toilet. Everything else goes in the bin. So if you haven't got a bin in your bathroom, then you need to start asking yourself why. So that's your top tip. Get Get a a bin bin in your bathroom. Get a bin. What about sinks though? Because I think um, that that makes perfect sense to the loop. But what about sinks? Because I think there is stuff that you put down the sink that the sink is the easy option. It is. The, I mean, it's, you know, we all have habits that we've built up over time, but there's no reason why we can't change those habits without, you know, 
changing our lives completely. And everybody's got a bin in their kitchen. You just need to put the stuff that you currently put down your sink in the bin. So, for example, uh, I love a fry-up. I'm sure you love a fry-up. You were talking about bacon earlier on. If you have a fry-up, you'll have some grease in the pan. Leave that grease to cool. Scrape it into the... Sink. Bin. Bin, Mike. Bin. Okay. I get, I get that, 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 that makes sense. But do you know what? People do say it's very messy though and I don't like doing it. And there's no easy way to dispose of this stuff other than the sink. What would you say to that? Rubbish. Put it in the bin. <laughs> Put it in the bin. That's where it should be. If you've got, if you've got food scraps, you know, you don't block up your sink. If you're scraping your, your plates into the sink, if you've got a little grill in the bottom of your sink, you've got to clean that anyway. So you're basically pouring stuff in and you're fishing it out. I don't know whether you've ever put your fingers in a sink that's full of food. It's not pleasant. So you might as well just scrape it off your plates and your pans, straight into the bin, saves you time later, doesn't block your sink. Steve, I've got a question for you. Are people confused? Because if you go to, say, America, and I've mentioned this before, but my father-in-law, who I, I suspect may even listen to this podcast. Um, they've got like a machination thingy in the sink. So you just chuck your stuff down there and it chomps it up. And then off you go. Bob's yeah. your uncle. We- so that, that sends a message that it's okay. It does if you've got a waste disposal unit. We don't really have them here. And uh, please, God, let's not have them because our sewers are old. They're installed 200 years ago. Pipes are very small. They are not made to take food waste. They're not made to take the amounts of fat and grease, and they're certainly not made to take the things that we chuck down the low, such as dental floss, razor blades, and the like. We're hearing about stuff you shouldn't put down the sinks, and a very clear message coming from you is just change your habits. It's not that difficult. But what if you're a persistent offender? Can you get in trouble? Is it illegal to put the wrong things down the sink or toilet? It is illegal. You, you could get fined. Water companies are becoming much better at finding out who's causing a blockage. Usually it's wet wipes um, where they will put things down the sewer to gather the wet wipes to identify where those wipe, wet wipes are coming from. If it's fat, soils and grease cooking fat, um, they often come from takeaways, food service establishments as they're called, um, kebab shops, burger shops, that type of place. Um they will identify those those companies that aren't doing what they should to get rid of the grease, uh, and they will prosecute them. And companies have been prosecuted for disposing of fat soils and grease down the sink. What about individuals? Have they been prosecuted? Uh, individuals have been threatened with it, and water companies are now, if you are a persistent offender, I, if you don't listen to common sense and you carry on flushing wipes or you carry on causing blockages, you know, blockages can not only flood other people, they can damage the environment. Sewers will overflow, and as everybody's heard lately, they will spill into rivers and streams. Blockages are one of the main causes of those spills, and when it does spill, because it's concentrated, because it's raw sewage, it will cause damage to the environment. So water companies are getting increasingly intolerant of people who flout the rules, who deliberately put stuff down the, the sink and toilet they shouldn't, and they will start recharging them for the work that they do. And that's not just unblocking, that's coming out, that's visiting, that's multiple times that water companies where will come out to, to clear a blockage and clean up. It's cost a lot to clean sewage up, and those people who will 
persistently flush stuff, um, risk getting charged for it. And some of the sewers uh, are not owned by the water company. There's a bit of the sewer that is, is your own, isn't it? It is, yeah. If you if the, the pipe coming off your property only serves you, then that's yours. So if you get blockage on that bit, that's yours to that's sort. Yours. And that's not well known, <clears> is it? It's not, no. And you can, it'll cost a lot of money. It costs about 250 quid to clear a blockage. Uh, and that's if it's a simple blockage. You know, if, if a company has to sort of gain access to the back of your house and you're in a terraced house, much more complicated. You've got a horrible, dirty pipe running right from your front door, right the way through your house to the drain at the back. Uh, that's going to cost you a lot of money. And, of course, uh, it will depend on where you live. I noticed Karen loves getting in it. It depends. So I suppose this is a it depends answer. It depends on where you live. But £250 is probably a good benchmark of what it's going to cost to clear a blockage. I think we had to get a blockage clear in our house. And I think it was some tree roots were blocking the, the drain of the old, old house. And one of the big companies... Was it tree roots, mate? Are we I've got no stuff? idea. Are you sure I, you I, flushing I, stuff that you shouldn't... Well, Steve, you're naturally suspicious, which, to, to be fair, and as you'll find out later, you probably have good grounds for that suspicion. But they rocked up. This company, the, yeah, let, I don't want to name names, but let's say they rhyme with Rhino Rod. Um, yeah. And they came, it was about 200 quid. I'm familiar with their work. Took, took them about 20 minutes. Boom. Bam. Yeah, they were done. And I was thinking, wow, that's easy money for these guys. But to be fair, they yeah, they need kit. the kit. They need the kit. You've got to suck out all this horrible gunk that is fat soils and grease. It's not a pleasant job at all. And you've got to take it away. So that's that's what you're paying these guys for. You, you're paying them for the kit that they carry and the knowledge that they have. And, you know, if they probably can clear it because they know where these blockages happen. They know what they are um, and they know what causes them. So they have the kit to, to resolve that problem for you. So I went to Tree Roots as the cause of the blockage on my property. No, and yeah, you instantly... So well, you've got the kids, answer. mate. You've got kids. Kids flush all sorts of stuff they shouldn't. Well, I get always good to blame the kids. That's that's true. i uh, got a ready-made excuse there. But but you're you're absolutely right. There's other stuff can block sewers. And what's what, I, I've heard of some crazy stuff that's been flushed and been found by water companies. What what's what, what inappropriate things have, have water companies found? Um, my favourite one's a Teletubby. Because there's a <laughs> An really, actual one. Because I'm really, always not like Twinkie Winky. Well, he's a bit too big to get down with. It's a little bit, a little toy Teletubby, and there's a picture of it in the pipe, and it just looks like he's sort of holding up the pipe. It's like a sort of, <laughs> it looks like he's having a whale of a time in this pipe, sort of playing around. Um, animals are, are found in pipe in sewers all the time, but I think that's more America where they have ways of uh, ways of getting in. But my favourite one in the UK is is half a mini. Now, I don't know how half a mini got into a Where's sewer. Where's the other half? I don't know. Who knows? I think they were dumping it. But this is obviously a very big sewer, not just a normal drain. Um, the most common things are, as you would expect, uh, false teeth. I don't know whether people are just laughing very hard over the toilet <laughs> and they just drop in. But kids' toys and, and false teeth... Uh, are very common and of course they're accidental you know nobody aims to flush their favorite toy down the loo well some of some kids might um and nobody aims to lose their false teeth down the loo i think my mum's um, got her false teeth down the loo before but she retrieved them before before flushing oh nice yeah yeah well i suppose it depends on what you've done before you drop your teeth down there doesn't it yeah i don't want to go there i think there no. may have been alcohol involved uh, <laughs> <laughs> what when cleaning the teeth afterwards <laughs> uh, 
I, I think we should play yeah, let's a different tack here. Um, we, we talked on a, a show a couple of weeks ago about this research that we did, Sync Sense, where we put cameras uh, at people's kitchen sinks. So we mentioned that in our, in our kitchen show. And don't forget to check out the, 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 the past editions of, of Waterfall. Um, so we put cameras on people's kitchen sinks and they... We got their permission though, Mike. Yeah, we, we did. did. We did, did ask it wasn't... first and we were very careful about what we captured. Well, we weren't just snooping. And I know, Steve, you've suggested in the past that we do the equivalent of sink sense in, in the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> it's, it, it's been done. The only way... Yeah, sink, what sink sense exposed is what... And forgive the pun. Uh, <laughs> is that... Or not exposed because we're very careful. Um, what they exposed was what people think they do and what they actually do might be two different things. Now, you, you, we asked the, the people in who participated in Sync Sense, you know, how they dealt with fat, soils and grease. And one of the guys said, you know, I'm very careful with fat, soils and grease. You know, I leave it to cool and I scrape it into the bin. And actually, we had him on camera literally pouring the fat off a chicken. Oh, is this chicken, man? Straight as the chicken blow. And, and bless him, uh, you know, for all his embarrassment, he still let us use the footage. He was still happy for us to use the footage because he was shocked as well. So... Um, yeah, what people think they do and what they actually do in practice might be two different things because, you know, when it comes to cooking, you might cut corners and be a bit lazy and not, you know, leave it to cool for a bit and scrape it in the bin. You just want rid of it there because you're trying to clean your kitchen. So it takes a bit of thought and it takes a bit of time to sort of train your brain. But, you know, it's a bit like turning off the tap when you're brushing your teeth, you know. I think most people have got that now. Most people turn the tap off, or if they leave the tap running, you get that little thing in your head, oh, I've left the tap running. And I think the same can be true of the, the, the behaviours we have in the kitchen. So this is the point you were making earlier, actually, about habits. And we, this is the point that we make in Waterfall quite a lot. It's about trying to change habits. It's not about, it's not about making big sacrifices. It's just trying to do that retraining for, for habits. Now, one if of the... only we could get somebody on the show who sang a song about bad habits. Yeah, well, I think uh, I think we're possibly that, overreaching. That we're overreaching at the moment. At the moment, and we've got we've got big plans for waterfall. <laughs> um, but one of the things on, on, on habits is that you've obviously got to be aware that there is an issue, right? Um, and if you're not aware of an issue, why on earth would you expect someone to change habits? No. And, and one of the things that you've been doing, Steve, a, a lot is raising awareness on some of the products that, that shouldn't and things that shouldn't be flushed. And one of them is, is period uh, products. And basically, you've been very straight talking when it comes to things like tampons. Uh, but how big is a problem is feminine hygiene products in terms of bait and flush? I think, um, you know, period products are, are one of those things where you, you get why people flush them. You know, they, they can be flushed. They disappear when you flush. But people don't know what happens further down the line. And, of course, these period products along with you know panty line as the wrappers particularly because you know you take the wrapper off and it, it just goes in the loo so yeah, i get the convenience but you know these things do cause blockages as do all the other things we chuck down the loo uh toilet wipes that aren't flushable don't have the fine flush mark have plastic in so they don't break down all of these things our sewers aren't designed to take you know, if you think period products, if you go back 100 years when the sewers were laid, you know, we didn't have the period products we have now. We didn't have tampons. And these things do not break down. And they are quite bulky. And they have the potential to block somewhere. And it's not the one thing. It's the accumulation of the things that we flush that cause blockages. Fat, soils and grease will get together with them, cause a blockage, 
and will cause flooding. And I think once people understand that, um, you know, the toilet is not a bin, that it only takes the three Ps, that they might not see the effect that they have on other people by flooding their homes or the environment, then we can make those changes. But you're right, lots of people aren't aware, but I think awareness of, of wet wipes is much higher than it was. We've all heard of fatbergs now. It'll only take time till we move on to products that people aren't aware of now, which is period products predominantly. So we need to make sure we keep talking about this. Uh, Not just period products, got condoms as well. Yeah, Don't yeah. forget. No, uh, absolutely, because there is nothing worse than getting your house flooded by sewage. I mean, it, it is hor- horrific. Um, so I want to just go back to one of my favourite subjects, which is clearly you. me. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you so you, 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 you have known me for a number of years. I have. Um, now, Steve, you've got to appreciate that I'm being quite honest here and possibly now I'm setting myself up for a conviction um, <laughs> given that it's illegal. But I... It is a criminal offence, Mike. It's a criminal offence. What have you flushed? <laughs> well, I've been... This is a podcast. It's not confession. I was knowing that, that you were on the show, so I was just paying a bit more attention to what we do at the sink. Um, and these are things I've all flushed, flushed, no, put down the kitchen sink in the last two weeks, right, okay? Right, right, okay. Um, so, milk, is that okay? Um, milk's not okay, but I'm struggling to tell you how else you would dispose I'm of it. I'm not talking so, about getting a big, like, you know, four-pointer and chucking it down. Exactly. It's like, we have to be reasonable. Milk has fat in, so if, you dispo, dispo, if you're a dairy or something like that, you've got to be really careful. Dairies have to have permission when they do it, how much they do it, and they pay extra for the disposal of, of milk. So technically, milk, if I was being a real purist, I would say no to milk. But what else are you going to do with milk? If I can't give you an alternative way of disposing of it, I'm going to say, yeah, in small quantities, that should be okay. Okay, milk. I'm possibly off the hook. That's good. Yeah. Uh, If any police officers are listening. Uh, Orange juice. Uh, again, orange juice, liquid, difficult to rid of. Not a lot of fat, though, right? Not a lot of fat. No, you're fine with orange juice. Orange juice, good, good. All right. I, I think, I suspect it's downhill from now on my list. Uh, yogurt. No. <laughs> no, 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 yogurt? no, no. It's just milk. It's not. It's solid milk. It has <laughs> fat in it. It can solidify much more mm. potential to cause a blockage. So milk in the bin. I mean, yogurt in the bin. Yogurt definitely in the bin. Right. Scrape it out of the pot, though, if it's in a pot and wash your pot out. You've got to do your recycling. Yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. I'll pour it down the sink and then wash the pot. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Steve is genuinely... If wet wipes is on this list, you're going to be in bother. No, there's no wet wipes. There's no wet wipes. Um, but the next one, there is a lot of this gets put down my sink, and it's grown coffee. From a cafetiere. Oh, that's a really difficult one. I don't use a cafetiere. I've got an espresso machine, so it's quite easy for me. And it just taps out. And and that's probably the reason I have one as a... But that's solid. Mine's all sloppy. Yeah, well, (sighs) filter it through and then empty as much as you can in the bin. So messy. But you're right, it's habit, isn't it? It's habit. It might take you a little... Oh, just get a coffee machine. (laughs) <laughs> that's Jeez, yeah. just buying well, expensive that's coffee I, I, I don't like that they're, they're a faff to clean so why would I want one of those do you know I did have a p- habit of um, composting and then the compost bin got full just full when I was like okay well, and, 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 and coffee, coffee went in there yeah. how much coffee do you drink well no it wasn't just for the coffee stuff. Right. <laughs> no, no I put other things in there too you know like wet wipes no <laughs> no, no well you can get wet wipes Por- decomposed. porridge 
What about Absolutely not. No. No. But it's just... Well, you can't put... You must spend hours trying to get your porridge down the sink. That's a deliberate effort. <laughs> That's absolutely... No, I'm just talking about your... your, 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 your bowl. I'm looking you've, at Tom. You've, okay. you've... We're going to have to put a camera in his house. We're going to yeah. have to do sink sense. Do you know what? Like... I volunteered for sink sense, but a certain person in my house said no. Um... So I, I was up for that. So porridge is a no. Well, you know what happens no. is, I'm not talking about high quantities here. It's like you've just got your bowl. There's a few little bits of it. And you just, just give it a little poke. Oh, there it goes. Out of sight, out of mind. No, scrape no. it into the bin, Mike. I tell you what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy you one of those little silicon scrapers from the pound shop. It's a quid. Really good. Scrape everything into the bin. You're going to love it. Awesome. Well, actually, hold that thought because I want you to come back for our... Um, Christmas special. Ooh. Ooh. But nice. let's, let's leave that for the moment about turkeys and Christmas. You know where we're going. Hey, yes, but I let's do. leave I that do. for now. Um, so, Steve, um, do you think I am at risk for uh, a conviction? I think you're quite safe, Mike. But, you know, you are on a red warning from me. Okay, okay. Um, you should know better. In fact, you do know better. I know, I do actually feel quite embarrassed. Uh, and I have seen you try to shift the blame onto your kids and your other half at this during this uh, conversation. So basically you're saying is, I'm a rule breaker and I'm slippy. Yeah, is that, This isn't doing well. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, producer That's, Tom can cut all these bits out. Right. Um, so we've covered a lot of ground, actually. Uh, you know, right from half a mini to tampons to porridge. Uh, so yeah. we've covered a lot of ground. If someone's listening to this and going, okay, this is great. I want to find out more uh, about what I should or shouldn't be doing. Where, 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 would you, where would you recommend they go? I would recommend they go to their water company website. All water companies have uh, lots of information on fat, soils and grease. If you're a business, there's also information there, what you should do, uh, how you have a, a grease trap. Uh, but yeah, water company websites are a host of information. We have some information on our website too. Um, that's where I recommend you go. And you can get freebies. And I know you like a freebie. I do like a freebie. You do like a freebie. You can get some freebies. So, and there's lots of freebies. Not just what saving freebies. You can get what they call gunk pots, which is, if you want one. I've got a gunk pot keep you, keep from you my water company. It's good. I really like the gunk pot. I'm not as keen on the gunk Why? pot. Why? It's just a faff again. I don't want cooking fat hanging around my kitchen I'd just prefer I'd scrape into the bin straight you know no middle man no middle gunk pot straight in the bin okay where'd you stand on making fat balls and then feeding them to the birds no you can't make a fat ball because most of the fat we have is is animal fat and you wouldn't feed birds fat from a chicken it's not good for them uh, well I see plenty of birds pecking the carcasses of other dead birds it's not RSPB say it's not good to make fat balls from you. I like the fact you just trumped me there. You just got the RSPB yeah. card. Bosh, got you with a I fact. Fine, I, I'll take that one got, on the chin. Got, got you with a fact right. from, a, from a charity. Right, finally, Steve, what's your personal water use? We're asking all our guests this. You're we up are, first, so you're setting you the bar what? here. I actually know what it is, which well, lots, of people, lots of people sad. think it's a bit sad because I actually have a little spreadsheet, which I keep track of. My it's sad you've got a spreadsheet. It is sad I've got a spreadsheet. <laughs> but I would recommend everybody to get one because if you want to know what you use, uh, you know, if you don't record it and you don't take meter readings, you, 
You don't know what Shouldn't you've got. Shouldn't you walk, Tony? So, they'll be making it easy for you to understand your usage. Absolutely, not you having to have absolutely. A yeah, I think I, I think when we get smart meters and you know everybody can can get an indication of what they're using, uh, that's where you can really make some changes. So I got a meter, moved into a house, didn't have a meter, got a meter um, two years ago. So I've been taking sort of roughly monthly readings ever since. So I started off on myself on about 150 um, liters per day. That's quite a lot, so I made some changes to the items I have. I've fitted a dual flush toilet. Um, I'm down to about uh, 110 personally, but I live with my daughter as well. So I suppose you divide that by one and a half, Mike, which comes to about 73. That's decent, Steve. I'll give you that. That is decent. So and just, just, just very quickly, let us know. Do you do something special for that? You know, are you you know, a, a proper water warrior or what? You know, what are you I doing suppose to I am. That? I do what I mean. I have over this summer. The drought has made me think about it. I definitely have shorter showers. I've been, um, you know, I, I do your see if you can have a shower into a three minute song. Um, you know, that has cut down my usage because uh, looking at what I used before the summer, summer I would usually use more fiddling up a paddling pool, maybe washing the car a bit more. Um, I've used less this summer, and I think that's because it is more front of mind and I'm making a bit more of an effort to, to cut down on my shares. Well, so the great news is, Steve, you are top of the leaderboard then. Yeah. And you're also bottom. Ah. Anyway, Steve, you've been you know, Nobody else. Not yet. So I'm, We're getting our next guest. Have Karen de- de- declared yours? Well, I, I, didn't want to, I didn't want to talk about a certain other co-host who may have a quite a high personal waters. <laughs> I know. washes our hair. Well, let's not get into this right now. It feels, you know, we'll, I'm going to pick this up with Karen in just a minute. Steve, it's been a pleasure. We're going to get you back on for our Christmas special. Hey. And uh, any uh, any final tips for people? Bin it. Bin it. I knew he was going to say I knew it. I knew it. Steve, give Trump yourself a round of applause. So that was the legend that is Steve Grebby. And I'm really looking forward to him coming back on the show. We can't have Steve and Karen together in the same place because apparently having two gurus in the same place causes a rip in space and time and then everything collapses in itself and it's just a, it's just a big mess. So Karen, you were listening in though. What, what was the, what was the key message there for you from Steve? Um, I think it's, it's not one thing. Um, I think there's been a bit of a theme emerging and we've been saying throughout all the episodes of Waterfall that it's not about making a big sacrifice or doing something drastically different, um, to reduce your water use. Or, or to change what you're flushing down the toilet or rinsing down the sink. It's about making small changes, which will soon hopefully become new habits. Yeah, and that theme of habits really came through in what, what, what Steve was saying. So look, we're, we're running out of time. Don't forget to feedback on anything you've heard. If you have some questions for, for, for the new, new guru, Steve, um, or anything else you've heard in the podcast, please do get in touch at podcast at ccwater.org.uk. So there's been loads in this episode. Uh, what we flush and put down the sink matters a lot. It can have an impact on the environment. It can cause flooding in homes and cost you money if you're having to call out expensive plumbers. But it's straightforward to get it right. It's easy to remember. No fat sores and grease down the sink and only the three peas down the loo. Fog and the three peas. There you go. There's your takeout. I think that's all we've got time for for today. I want to thank Steve Grebe, our guest, for today, our first ever guest, and he's got a very good PCC, sorry, his consumption 
of water was a very impressive Karen so you should be feeling afraid anyway it is goodbye from me Mike and it's goodbye from me (laughs) 